Hey you guys, it's your girl Brie. Welcome to It's Black and White. Today I'm going to be talking about um, for people who have the Joseph anointing, promotion is here, but are you ready? Now, this um, podcast in particular is going to be a little lengthy and um, to be real with you guys, because that's just what I do, I wanted to compact it. Like, I was so tempted to rush through it, but I felt convicted, so I'm going to just be obedient, Um, but I'm just giving you guys a heads up that is is probably going to be a little long. There's a lot of reading. I am going to paraphrase in certain places because I I don't think it's necessary for me to read an entire chapter. I will post um, the scriptures down below so you guys can go back and read for yourself. It's definitely a good read, especially if you feel that this is a word for you. I have not been saying this, but like I like I should be saying is you guys, um, you go and ask God if this is a word for you. You know, all of us are in different seasons. All of us are in different places of our walk. Um, so only God would know if this is a word for you. Okay, so you know, just take it up to him, um, and see if it's confirmation. Also, um, I explain the Joseph anointing on my YouTube channel. So I will post that link down specifically for that video, because like I said, this is pretty lengthy. I don't want to have to go through all that. So I'm going to jump right on in. Um, and I'm going to start off with Genesis chapter 37 verses three. Uh, three through nine, okay? And it says, um, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful, a beautiful robe. Um, but his brothers hated Joseph because his father loved him more than the rest of them they couldn't say a kind word to him one night joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it they hated him even more listen to this dream he said we were out in the field tight tying up bundles of green suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed before mine his brothers replied um Oh, this is verse eight. Okay, so his brothers responded. So you think you will be king, be our king, do you? Do you actually think that you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Um. Okay, and verse nine is when he talks about another dream he had. So right here, God is saying that he has favor on us. Um, the people with the Joseph anointing specifically, this is what this word is about. Um, I don't want to say that God only has favor on people with the Joseph anointing. That's not what he is saying, but specifically for this season or for this word, I should say, I don't know what God may be doing in other places and other people's lives, but I know for us Josephs, he is saying that We've been catching a lot of shade. We have been dealing with a lot of rejection and feeling left out or castaways. Um, I I just say like the black sheep. We're like the black sheep of the family. And the reason is, is because God has placed desires in our hearts. And um, some people 
don't either have the confidence that we have or maybe they just don't have those desires. And so to them, it makes them feel um, shame or less than or whatever. And that gives root to some type of jealousy, which would be because of, you know, low self-esteem or just because really they're not in their own walk with God. Okay. Um, or I, I shouldn't say that maybe they just don't know who they are in God yet. Okay. So, um, sometimes when we expose our gifts, you know, and our dreams and our desires to people, they just get jealous because they don't have those thoughts or those desires and it. It may make them feel like less than, um, so that's what he's saying here. And sometimes people do see the favor of God over us and maybe they don't know exactly what it is but there's something that they don't like about you maybe you're just always happy maybe you're always optimistic (laughs) sorry guys uh maybe I don't know there's something about you 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 just and they just don't like it I don't know I mean only you can fill in the blanks really so I'm just gonna um keep it going you guys let me just slow down Because I'm, like, feeling the urge to rush. Let me just slow it down. Okay, so then Genesis um, chapter uh, 37, I'm going to verse 10 now. And it says, This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I... And your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you. Now, I wanted to stop right here because sometimes when people don't understand what God has placed in you or dreams that God has shown you, people will discredit you. They will discredit you. They will shame you. They will make you feel like you're crazy or something. All because they don't understand and all because they don't see Okay, God has shown you, oh, sorry, it is so important that you know what God has shown you because the enemy will even use the people we look up to and the people that we trust. You see, Joseph's father scolded him because he didn't understand. Your vision, your dream is for you to know. And the enemy, as we know, he kills, steals, and destroys. So he's not going to stop for anything. You know, Joseph's father wasn't, I don't think he was trying to be evil about it but to him in his mind because God didn't show him the vision he thought his son was talking crazy or maybe he felt like he was being arrogant you know like maybe he thought that you know like he was being disrespectful to say something like that it's all because he just didn't understand and I'm saying like that's real life (laughs) like I know that I've experienced situations like that where people who just did not understand my passions or my desires or things that I wanted to do is like oh you're thinking way too big like you think you're better than me I would get those type of um responses and it's really not that it's just the desires that I have in my heart the things that I want to do you know it has nothing to do with me being better than somebody it's just simply because it's just something that I want to do making a change for the better it's just something that I've always wanted to do okay all right so then now I'm gonna go I'm gonna jump to verses 26 through 28 
Okay, and it says here, Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelites, Ishmaelites, traitors. <laughs> After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood, and his brothers agreed. Okay, so then, um, so when the Ishmaelites who were Midianites, got, you guys know these names y'all know <laughs> verse 28 so when the ishmaelites who were medianites traders came by joseph's came by joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver and the traders took him to egypt so right here is pretty much um because joseph's brothers were so jealous of him and just could not stand him they sold him into slavery they just had to get rid of him the ugly truth is that when people don't know who they are in god for themselves it's so easy for them to fall prey to the spirit of jealousy and when you have jealousy that brings a bunch of other spirits like hate and division um and it will cause sometimes cause people to to gossip, right? People can be secretly envious of you, and instead of calling it what it is, instead of dealing it and dealing with their issues, you know, then they'll start gossiping behind your back. They'll start creating distance so you they don't have to be around you, because being around you make them makes them feel less than. So, I mean, if this sounds like you, you know, don't take it hard. I'm saying if you experience people disappearing, going ghost, people ignoring you, people laughing at you, people always making you the butt of the joke, whatever, mocking you, um, don't take it so hard because it's not your problem. It's easier said than done because naturally, I think it's easy for us to internalize if someone is treating me a certain way, then that means there's something wrong with me. But that's really not the truth. That's literally the trap of the enemy, okay? It has nothing to do with you. It's them. <laughs> they need to work out their problems and work out um, and find the truth for find the truth about themselves to God. In situations like that, I've learned to just pray for people. Like, I don't even... Uh, I feel like... In today's age, a lot of people aren't honest about how they feel. They're not really honest about where they are with themselves because no one likes to feel less than. It's a flesh thing. And there's no judgment. There is no judgment. I mean, I had just gotten to a place where I can look at someone and feel like if I feel the temptation of jealousy or I'm starting to compare myself, I have to snatch myself back and say, no, God has made me this way, you know, and be fine with that. But then when I notice or feel that someone is um, pulling back from me, or if I feel that they'll, <laughs> the way that they would talk to me is like they're trying to pump themselves up, and I can feel that spirit of competition or jealousy, I pray for the person now. Like, instead of getting annoyed or getting angry, I just pray for that person. Because it's not, it's not me, and I know that it's an attack. We have to pray for those people who we know, like, are they're just being attacked by the enemy, okay? The enemy's trying to make them feel less than, okay? Um, 
it would just be amazing if we can just all accept that God has given us different strengths in the body of Christ. Um, so we can all help each other in places that somebody else is falling short in. It's not a, it's not a competition for the kingdom. Okay, you are enough where you are and who you are. I am enough and where I am and who I am. Um, I mean, obviously, if you have some negative traits about you, then fix it, you know, uh, give it to God. I'm not saying that, that oh, well, I, I have anger problems and that's just who I am. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying if somebody else has a gift of public speaking and you don't, then that doesn't mean that you're less than. That means your gift is something else. Um, what is it something that I, I think I suck at? Pfft. Obviously, these reading, <laughs> reading out loud is not really my forte, you know? And I know that. I'm not going to feel jealous because somebody else is good at that. Or I don't know. Um... I can't really think of anything at the moment off the fly because God has dealt with me so much about it that I don't no longer compare myself to other people, and especially women. It's so easy for us women to compare ourselves to each other. Like, God has freed me from that, and it's it's um work. I have to intentionally make sure that I don't fall into that because every single day I'm tempted whether it's the way someone dresses, the way someone did their makeup, the way someone's hair is, or shoot, their husband, how their husband treats them, stuff like that. I have to make sure I don't compare myself. And I just want, I want us all to make sure that we don't do that. It's literally a trap. Again, you are enough. Wherever you are, whatever your gifting is, you are enough. And I am enough where I am. So we're just we're good. We're all Gucci. Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to skip to chapter 39, um, verses two to three. So again, we know that Joseph's brother sold him into slavery because they were jealous of him and they just kind of wanted to get rid of him. They didn't want to be around him. They were done. Like just, they just had to rid him. Okay. So now, um, verse two says, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of the Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed that, uh, no, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. Okay, nothing and no one can take what God has given you. His brother sold him into slavery and he was still successful. God was still with him. The enemy will use people to hurt you, but God is with you. And the sooner you realize it, the faster you can heal from the hurt. Don't let people's mistreatment of you paralyze you from walking in your purpose. God has great things waiting for you. We just have to stay focused on that and not really on our circumstances. Again, this is easier said than done. And the only reason why I'm able to speak on this is because God has dealt with me regarding this for like two years. To be exact, it's been a year and 10 months. <laughs> a year and 10 months, God has been dealing with me with this literally this because I, I would get to a place where I'm like you know what 
forget it. This isn't working. People don't appreciate whatever. I would just go on a on a have a little tantrum, a, a tantrum, and just give up, and then turn into wor- worldly stuff and start filling myself with stuff that just pleases my flesh. And honestly, it just made me feel worse at the end of the day. There was no, there was no peace. There was no purpose. It just didn't do anything. It was just putting a band-aid on a deep wound instead of allowing God to heal me. And that's actually going to be another part that I'm going to speak about. So um, moving on to verses... Well, we're in chapter 39, right? Verses 6 through 19. I'm going to paraphrase it because that's that's a serious read. You guys, I encourage you to go back and just read it for yourself. So um, the man that noticed how successful Joseph was, he had a wife um, that wanted to sleep with Joseph. <laughs> so she kept chasing him and seducing him but joseph was a true man of god so then the woman got angry and turned around and lied on him i just want to know have you guys i think i don't know if you guys can relate but have you ever gone out of the way for someone or you've ever been doing really good in life and then somebody just doesn't get what they want from you <laughs> and then they turn around and stab you in the back i mean you could have done so many things for them and you said no to them about something and then they just get mad and now they don't want to be your friend or now they don't want you working for them or whatever now they don't want to do something for you it's just crazy but if we notice like when you read god was still there with joseph joseph now went from um I guess you guys have to read it. So he went into slavery. Then um, the man noticed, um, I think his name was Potiphar, how well he worked and called him into something, a place higher. So like chief or something over um, people. He was just in leadership. Let me just say it like that. I don't want to quote anything, mislead anybody. I just know that he was in some form of leadership. And then when he got there, this woman doesn't get what she wants and she lies on him. And so now he's in prison, y'all. He is in prison. I would encourage you guys to, um, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a cartoon. I think it's on Netflix. And... um, it's called King of Dreams. It's literally about this Joseph story. And we will see, if you watch it, you will see while he's in prison, he was frustrated. But then he heals, right? So at first he was angry, he was frustrated, he was annoyed as any normal person would be, you know? Um, but that's where the enemy wants to keep you, okay? He no longer was angry. Um, well, he, <laughs> how am I trying to say this? he was no longer angry at God. I mean, at first he was, I I just, like I said, like how anyone would be, but then he realized, you know, let me just change my perspective. And I think that's what is the hardest thing to do. Let me not get off. Hold on. Let me just finish this point real quick. Okay. So God was just setting him up for him to go to prison when he began to heal, he began to forgive. He started to just accept where he was. And not. And honestly, I don't think he accepted it as like the final destination. It was more so, okay, well, this is just a part of the process. I truly believe that he was still holding on to his dreams. 
he was holding on to his dreams for him to just change and be able to have peace and you know just you guys watch the movie I don't want to spoil the movie but yeah so in that one particular part I think he was healed um so God wants us to change our perspectives and we have to allow God to minister to us in this season you know um we have to hold on to our dreams, hold on to our passions, whether your dreams are actual dreams, you know, God, he gives me dreams. I believe I'm a dreamer or maybe God's giving you visions or goals or desires in your heart to do something. Hold on to that. No matter who does not support you, who's not in your corner, hold on to that. I would even say make a vision board or whatever it is that you need so you can see it every single day. Um, what I do is I write, um, on my bathroom mirror with a dry eraser, um, a dry erase mark, eraser marker, whatever it is that God has told me. And sometimes it changes. Sometimes it stays the same. It's just something that I really need to take root. Like I really needed to take root and hold on to it. So as soon as I'm at that place where I know, okay, this word is rooted in my heart rooted in my mind and I'm able to stay focused then I'll erase it and then he'll give me something else um it it helps me you know pray and see whatever helps you but yes what I'm saying is the point really is hold on to your dreams hold on to that vision while you're in whatever situation you're in and anything obviously that's unpleasant okay because there's that's where growth actually comes from when we're in unpleasant situations, we're able to grow, okay? Sorry for that ramble. <laughs> so now, um, Genesis 41. Oh, I didn't even put down... I didn't even put down the scripture for this one. Um, so I guess I'll just read this note real quick. What I wrote here was that Joseph... Joseph was needed for that very gift that his family mocked him about and did not support Pharaoh. Oh, okay. So let me tell you guys, if you guys don't end up reading chapter 41, Pharaoh, um, he had a dream and he needed interpretation and there was no one who was able to interpret the dream. But God has given Joseph not only dreams, but the ability to interpret dreams, right? So when they call him, Pharaoh needed someone to interpret his dream and no one could do it but Joseph. Like, this part is so amazing to me, okay? So God has placed that passion or desire or goal, whatever it is that's in your heart, because it is what God has given you. That thing that you have that's from God, whatever it is, like, that very thing is what will make you successful is that thing that's going to change lives and at the same time bless you now it might not be in some church form of ministry right maybe it's not exactly in a church or something but your passion could be doing hair or being an artist being a nurse being a lawyer being a firefighter whatever um i can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now but whatever that is where god is going to make you successful in that so he will be glorified whatever platform the lord gives you he's going to bless it 
okay? Because it's where he gets the glory. And how do you glorify God in that? It's like you minister to people. You can still minister to people while you do the hair. You know, as you're a nurse and you, I don't know, you you just use wisdom, of course. You can minister to somebody while you're nursing. Um, Just anything. You're a teacher, right? Especially those who have... um, a desire to work with children, I feel like it's amazing. I mean, still be wise, you know, if, if we know that the this family's a Christian family or, you know, let's just be wise about it. You can minister and plant seeds in those children. It's just, we God can get the glory anywhere. God can get the glory anywhere. Um, Joseph's gift brought him out of prison and straight to the ruler of Egypt because he was able to interpret that dream. Pharaoh looked at him like, wow. And I'll let you guys read it. I don't want to spoil it too much. But he went from prison to ruler of Egypt. You guys hear me? Your gift is going to take you straight to the top. Straight to the top. It, sometimes it might not look like it in this season. But trust and believe, you guys. God always has a plan that's going to work out for us. Um, I'm going to jump down to verse, so chapter 41, verses 37 through 40. And we're still in the book of Genesis. Um, yeah, so this is what I was just saying. Yo, I don't have to read that because it's literally what I just said. But I'll still post it down below so you guys can read it. But I'm going to jump to... Uh, we're still in chapter 41, verses 51 and 52. And it says, Joseph named his older son Manasseh. Okay. Um, for he said, God has made me forget all of my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Joseph named his second son Ephraim. For he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. You guys, God is about to shower you with so much that you won't remember how badly you were hurt. I see God doing something supernaturally, um, just healing you guys. God wants our our participation though. So even though he's going to do this thing, even though he's going to perform this miracle, he still wants our participation. We have to give him our burdens. We have to go through the process of forgiving and letting go. That person doesn't owe you an apology. That person doesn't owe you the truth anymore because we have given it to God. If we erase the debt that is owed to us, then that's when our hearts will soften and God will know that we're ready because God doesn't want to promote someone who is bitter you know, who has all these negative feelings and you're going to be, you know, there's there's a chance that you can be tempted to be moved off your emotions. If, and you'll see that when you, if you watch that, um, that movie, King of Dreams, you guys going to see that Joseph kind of gets in his feelings a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not going to uh, spoil the movie, but what I'm saying is God needs us to represent him. God is love. So we have to do it. It is not the easiest task, but let God guide you and show you what that looks like. Um, for me, I had to reach out and apologize. Um, and I didn't feel like I should have, but it was really heavy on my heart for like two days. 
God was telling me just apologize. And I was annoyed because this isn't the first time I apologized to these people. And really, I'm apologizing for my response. I felt like I wouldn't have responded that way had they treated me differently. So I didn't feel like I was at fault. But God was like, you still have to own it for your portion. You still have to own it for what you did. Were you being Christ-like? No, I wasn't. Okay, well then apologize for that. So I went back and I I did that. And I opened the doors to um, having a relationship with these people or some sort of relationship with these people. Um, Then on a piece of paper, I had to write out um, everyone I needed to forgive and what they did to me. So I went down the list. I forgave them out loud, each and every one of them. And then I threw the paper away. And something about throwing that paper away was like, I don't know, for me, it's like an act of me really just letting it go. So I felt like it was something I was doing in the natural as well as in the spirit. Um, It was work, you know, and I had to do it more than one time. (laughs) But I wanted my heart to be right so badly. Like, I didn't want anything to prevent me or mess up what God has for me. I just needed to make sure my heart was where it needed to be you know God told me I needed to tear down these walls so that when God elevates me I will be humbled you know and then when he humbles them I will be able to minister to them from a pure heart and not from of like well you remember that time you did this you know like now I'm at a place where they apologize to me great if they don't apologize to me great like either way I trust that God is going to deal with them and handle them accordingly. And that can be anything, you know? It doesn't even have to be super bad. I'm not wishing anything terrible to happen to them. What I'm praying for is whatever is needed for them to change their heart. Whatever it is that God wants, I want. Like, that's where I am now. Where at first, I'm like, yeah, I want them to suffer. I want them to feel what I felt like. No, I don't feel that way anymore. And again, y'all, like, I had to do this several times. (laughs) It was more than one time, and there's a lot of people who I felt that hurt me, okay? Um, So, yeah, God wants us to do the work, too. We know that faith without works is dead. So, yeah, God can do it supernaturally, but we have to, you know, do our part as well, okay? And I believe, like... With God, if he even sees that you take initiative and you try to do it, you take the first step, he'll literally do the rest. Because I, like, the way that I feel right now, I know that it had to have been supernatural. Because, and I say that because there's still stupid stuff that I deal with after forgiving these people. I still deal with some stuff that I'm like, okay. And I kind of just roll my eyes and just keep it going. Like, I don't hold on to the offense. I don't process what they did or what they didn't do, what they said or what they didn't say. Like, I'm truly in a place of forgiveness. And I think this is where a place where God needs us to be. Because whenever God does what, I, what he's about to do, or or not, maybe it's not going to be so extreme. But um, when God elevates me and, um, I don't know, he changes their hearts, I won't be in a place of like, nah, y'all can't roll with me. Because honestly, let me just say this. I feel like we were taught to do that. Well, I was. Let me just speak for me. I felt like I was taught to 
to feel like if you weren't with me when I was down, then I don't want you with me now kind of thing. Like, oh, oh, now you want to be my friend. Like, I think we're, I was kind of programmed to think like that. So I literally had to unlearn that behavior or unlearn the whole vengeance and tip for tat or oh, watch, you're going to need me before I need you kind of thing. Like, I really had to give that to God. And like I said, supernaturally, he did the rest. So that's just to encourage you guys. Um, I'm almost done. I literally, I have two more scriptures and then I'm done. So um, Genesis chapter 45, verses 3 um, it says, I am Joseph, he said to his brothers, is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there right in front of them. So what happens is that um, the brothers that sold him into slavery, slavery now traveled back to Egypt, right? And they didn't even know, they didn't even recognize his brother, especially since he was like, a commander over Egypt like they didn't even recognize him okay now I don't want to do too much I want you guys to read it or watch the movie it's really nice okay but what God is saying after this long season you guys our family and friends aren't going to be able to recognize us because God has literally molded us into what he needed us to be in the prison where we were sold into slavery, like all the pain, the trauma, just everything. Because we've been faithful, because we've been turning to God, we've been fasting, we've been praying, we've been doing everything that we know to do. God has molded us. And honestly, like for me, I don't even recognize myself anymore. I don't. I, I love the fact that God allowed now, right, in hindsight, the pain and everything has transformed me into this new person that I am today. And it is so worth it. There is a reward behind the purpose. There is a reward and purpose behind your tears. You know, like I said, I, I don't recognize myself. I feel like that old Brianna that I used to be has died and she's long gone. Um, my desire now my identity my joy is all rooted in god and and not man anymore i'm I'm not really aiming to please man anymore like again it's a daily um task to make sure that i am conscious of the things that i do and i think about why i'm doing it like what's my motive am i trying to please god or am i just trying to be liked and noticed like I'm always having to humble and snatch myself back or allow the Holy Spirit to snatch me back, okay? But I'm telling you guys, I don't have those desires anymore. And because, you know, this Holy Spirit glow is so bomb, you know, when God humbles your friends and your family, they're going to gravitate you, gravitate towards you, excuse me. They're going to gravitate towards you because they're going to want what you have, which is Jesus in a real way. They're going to want to know Jesus in a real way. They're going to look at you like, how is it that you went through all of this and I did all this to you and you're nice to me? You are helping me. You are speaking to me and I don't feel any resentment or anything. Like, what? why? What? What's going on? And then that's when we'll be able to minister to them, like in a real way. 
is just amazing. God is just so amazing. So last scripture, um, this is verses seven. So chapter 45, verses seven, God has sent, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. I love that, you guys. Every tear you've cried, every time you have been rejected, every time you've been laughed at, every time you've been looked over, every time you've been misunderstood, every single time you've been left out, whatever it is, you guys fill in the blank. God has seen it. He's seen it all. And now he's about to promote you. It... (laughs) It will make sense to you if it hasn't already. It's going to make sense to you why you faced what you faced and why God has appointed you for this calling. It is such a compliment to be called by God for something so great. I mean, think about Jesus and his persecution. And even if, you know, we all know that story, but even if you didn't want to just do that, I mean, I think every prophet, every true prophet, every true person who stood and represented God went through something. But they had major, a major purpose, a major influence. Um, I did a, a um, I don't know what I would call it. I don't know. What I don't know what I would call it. I did a video. God gave me a word about standing alone. This ties into that is we've been in this lonely season where we've just been us and God. And it's just amazing because God has caused you to deliver your friends and your family. It is just amazing. So be encouraged and don't give up because you're not actually alone. And when I say that, I mean, it may feel as though you are because maybe technically Um, you don't really have anybody that you know who's going through it, but there's a lot of us in a very similar season. And I just feel in my spirit that this is literally the end of it, is literally the end of it. And God is about to prosper us in such a way more, more than we can imagine, but we have to be ready. We have to be humbled. We have to be healed. We have to be ready to accept these people with open arms without having a record of the wrongs. Like, okay, but you did this and this, and now that we cool, I need you to set this straight. No, let God deal with them. And this is the beautiful part about it. When you erase the debt of an apology or whatever it is that's owed to you, when you erase that debt, and you just give them to God and God begins to move and God begins to touch their their hearts, they're going to give it to you anyway. And then it's going to be so, I believe it'd be so much more touching, you know, and genuine and, and filled with God, like (sighs) powerful. I believe power, like that's supernatural healing. That's what I see as a supernatural healing and true restoration from God. Because we want true repentance. We don't want to make people feel guilty and then they apologize. Because now they're in this place, they're, they're humbled by God. You're sitting up high, you're blessed, you know, God's promoted you. Now they feel bad. We don't want them to feel guilt 
We want them to feel conviction. And that only comes through Jesus. That only comes through the Holy Spirit. We don't want to convict, like, we don't want to guilt trip them into apologizing. We really want it to be something they've been thinking about and something they've been, that they truly feel from the heart. That they shouldn't have treated you a certain way, right? And then even if they we they don't say it, but I I truly believe that they will. But even if they don't say it, you're already healed. You're already past that. You you're already um <laughs> in a place where you've forgotten, right? What was that scripture? You've forgotten. It was in um forty one. You've forgotten um the pain that you went through anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we need to be, you guys. So be encouraged. This is an exciting time because promotion is here. But I'll just say it the last time. You guys, make sure you're ready. We need to be ready. So um, like I said, I will put a the YouTube link down below if you want. I will put scriptures down. And coming up next, there will be prayer for this word. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.